Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is RU Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you here tonight. Rafino's rants haven't done one in probably three weeks. <laughs> I don't think I have. I th- at least not a scheduled one. At least not a scheduled one. Um, I, I-, I just want to touch on this DeMar uh, Hamlin thing one more time. That's not what this rant is about. Uh, there's just some things, some more lingering things I want to get out about this this booty thing. We'll touch on here here tonight. I'm seeing too much on Twitter. Like, this, it's got to end. We won't spend long on that at all. DeMario Tolan, LSU freshman linebacker, hits the transfer portal. We will touch on that here tonight. LSU, this is what we'll spend a lot of our, our, our early time on here tonight, LSU is going to be hosting some guys in from the transfer portal. Jake Renfro comes to mind, and others. Uh, you have Justin Rogers that will be uh, uh, coming soon uh, and probably taking a visit. So LSU is going to continue to retool themselves along the defensive front seven. We'll touch on that tonight. Maybe they get a center. Who knows? But it looks like they're going to be hosting Jake Renfro. Uh, so that could be a big deal. If you don't know who Jake Renfro is, he is the center from Cincinnati. Cincinnati! <laughs> Obviously, his offensive coordinator two seasons ago, was, or not last season, but the season before, was Mike Denbrock. Let's see if Denbrock can really impact that And as LSU continues to retool. We'll get to an LSU basketball recap. I, I, I told you last night at the end of the show, you're stealing, you were stealing money last night if you place the bet, uh, LSU plus ten, it was a it was an easy bet. Uh, I also did put the parlay in there uh, for Alabama money line. Both of it hit. Just put a measly little, you know, some measly cash on it, 
and we doubled our money. So really, really good, really fun when you win money. So we'll be starting to get a little bit into a little bit more betting here on the show. We might even have start a betting segment uh, as well. So it's going to be really fun to do that. We're still finalizing that for a weekly guest uh, to do so. So going to be fun on that one. Uh, Memphis Spence joins us uh, at 730. Look, I want to talk a little bit of college football with him. What do you think of TCU and Michigan? What do you think of Georgia, Ohio State? And Bobby Petrino, the motorcycle man himself. Somebody, I think Pooh Bear on Twitter, who's joining us, said something like, brace yourself with that iconic picture of him in a neck brace. Epic. Absolutely epic. So we'll talk a lot of things with him. I will not leave here tonight without getting to a baseball uh, preview, though. As LSU baseball, guys, 43 days away. 43 days away until we tee it off and first pitch happens. Really looking forward to seeing guys like Paul Skeens, Thatcher Hurd, I mean, Tommy Tanks, Dylan Cruz, ready ready to see them all. Christian Young, it's going to... Gavin Gidry, it's going to be a fun, really, really fun season. A lot of people think it's Omaha or bust for the LSU baseball Tigers. Look, things can happen, um, but you better be pretty damn good. You better be pretty damn good. So either one or two things are going to happen. Either they're going to dominate or a lot of people are going to be upset. I don't think people are going to be upset. So a lot to get into here tonight. All right. Damn. I don't know what's happening. Adam Cook on YouTube says, I hope bombs is Tommy Tanks going to put, or how many bombs is Tommy Tanks going to put over the tracks this season ready for baseball? I I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I don't remember. I think he had, what, 15 to 18 last year. Can he get to 20? I mean, the SEC, it, it's really tough to do that, um, but we'll see. But he, but like, you know, how many does Dylan Cruz get? I mean, when you when you have to pitch to Dylan Cruz because Tommy Tanks is behind him, that is going to just be unreal. Unreal. Uh, Dwayne and Fish says, why aren't the producers in the intro? Uh, I love Pooh Bear, but I think Dwayne Official's a troll. I, I th- I'm pretty sure he's a troll. So, Dwayne, you come in here and complain about everything we do. I will just tell you, if you want to come into the show and complain about every single thing that we do, you don't have to watch the motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it, it's as simple as that. And Pooh Bear made it. Pooh Bear could have put himself in there. <laughs> he could have put himself in there. But Perry Del Jose says, Red Solo Cup, I promise you it's just water. It's just water. No alcohol for me tonight. We're going we, to go a little, we're going to be a little dry. I have a wedding in a couple of, or, or next weekend. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay off the liquor until next weekend. Oh, oh, multi-cool 13 reminds me. Um, we are go- we missed the hashtag Ask Blake yesterday. We'll do that. We'll do that here today. We'll do that here today. But he says multi-cool or multi-cool says hashtag Ask Blake. Can you give any clarity to, to Demario Tolian situation? I will. I will. For sure. For sure. D Payne says, how do I apply to be an AYS producer? You got to go to Pooh Bear. You got to arm wrestle him. That's how you beat Pooh. <laughs> That's how you replace Pooh Bear, is if you can beat him in an arm wrestling competition, you win. But good luck. 
Lucy B says, Mr. Blake Pooh Bear had an excellent betting guy on his show a few months back. His name was Alex or Adam. Yeah, he was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. Or I liked him a lot. D Smith says, Blake, what it do, shawty? <laughs> I don't think I've ever been called shawty a day in my life. Not ever. Not ever. Lars Carville says, does LSU baseball lose more than eight regular season games? I'm going to bet the over on that. Yes, I do. Yes, I believe that they do. I believe that they do. Pooh Bear says he's undefeated in, in arm wrestling competitions. They call him the Alabama Sylvester Stallone. You know, what was the movie called? What was it called? Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. He was the arm wrestling guy. Yeah. Yeah. Father Bear, who literally, literally, this is how great Father Bear is. This is how in tune he is with Jesus. He came on our show to begin the season. Football season, he prayed for eight wins. He said LSU was going to get to nine before the ball game. The Lord listened to him. Father, you best believe we're going to have to have to have to have Father back on for un, for a a fantastic baseball season. I'm going to need him to pray for us to go to Omaha. And I will make this clear. I will make this clear right now. If LSU, I probably shouldn't do this. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. Blake, don't do it. I'm going to do it. If LSU goes to Omaha. I will send Father Bear. If he prays for them to go to Omaha, I'm sending Father Bear. But he, I mean, he just, Jesus listens to him. He's, but Father Bear says, I think Cruz crosses 25 dingers this year. Tommy Tanks won't be far behind. Y'all look out for the power. And Trey Morgan's bad. He's not wrong there, uh, as Trey's literally been doing some really good things this offseason. Uh, Larry says, Blake, the viewer is always right, bro. Don't run viewers away. The viewer is not always right. And, and here's what's crazy. I put y'all up on the show just as much as anybody else. The viewer is not always right. Julian says, Tommy Tanks had three home runs in the ACC tournament uh, last year. He did. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he went oppo on Miami last year, like twice in a game. Home runs. Dude's legit, man. Dude's legit. All right, last one before we get rolling. C. Wilk says, is Polian gone yet? No, and he's not going to be. He's not going to be. If he was going to be gone, he would be gone by now. Unless something big time comes up for him, which I don't think it is. But I think we're, I think we're going to be all right. I, I think we're going to be okay. I think special teams are going to be vastly improved next year. I think we're going to be okay there. I think we're going to be okay. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. Look, so many of you are listening to us live right now on Facebook. Hit the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. There's so many LSU groups that you can share in. Do that for me right now. Like and share. I, I view it every time. Whoever likes, you know, I might. I feel a giveaway coming on to somebody. Somebody. I, I mean, you know what? I'm going to do it. If we get, if if by the end of the month. By February 1st, if y'all can get AYS to 5,000 subscribers and the Rafino and Joe show to 1,000, I'll give somebody 200 bucks. I'll tweet that out tonight. If you get AYS to 5,000 and the Rafino and Joe show to 1,000, I'm giving somebody 200 bucks. Quick, easy deal, man. Quick and easy deal. You got to love it. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. If you're listening to us on XM Radio, tune in app, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate you doing that. All right. 
Pooh Bear, let's get this thing rolling. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons.com. We're returning one minute. Got a lot to talk about. I get to Demario Tolan, Rafino's rants. Got a lot of LSU stuff and football we got to talk about next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. We're back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. All right. What do y'all want to get to first? Let me get this Rafino's rants out the way very quickly, and then we'll get rolling. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Um, listen, I haven't done Rafino's rants in like three weeks. That's been scheduled. There's three things I want to talk about very quickly. I'm not gonna spend. I want to spend five minutes on this. Pooh Bear, give me a give me a ding ding if I go over time. Okay. Number one, this Kayshawn Booty stuff, guys, Brian Kelly is put to bed, okay? Stop going on Twitter. Stop talking about it. So what? He got suspended. So what? He's not here anymore. Look, bottom line, is, and I continuously daily see it on Twitter. Some of it, you know, I know it's parody. I know two people are trying to be funny. I get it. It's cute. You're trying to be all that kind of cute shit. Like, like I get it, Okay. Whatever you're trying to do. Guys, every time you open your mouth and you say something stupid on social media, it hurts somebody else. Kayshawn's been a problem. I've told you that. You know that. Whether anybody wants to say he wasn't a problem at times last season, and really since before Brian Kelly even got here, wasn't doing rehab, stuff like that, you're wrong. I don't care who's sticking up for him. It's just the truth. Deep down in your soul, the people that will defend that know that at times he's been an issue, okay? Regardless, you going out there and saying claims that have have honestly and technically been unfounded, you don't see anybody in media yet, yet, going out there saying that they know for a fact that Kayshawn Booty did what he was rumored to do. You got to take it with a grain of salt when some kid at A&M is going on Snapchat and putting it out there. Doesn't mean things aren't true. Doesn't mean things are true. The bottom line is, is that you don't know and you're going out there and using fake rumors. But that's not what I wanted to touch on very quickly. Did y'all see this morning the Skip Bayless? 
and Shannon Sharp video where Skip Bayless, dude, like, so I did this podcast with Jenna from Bar Talk today. It'll be out tomorrow. This DeMar Hamlin thing and people trying to justify that you should have played the game and how players should feel some type of way or whatever. Guys, someone just almost died on the field. Their heartbeat stopped. If that were you laying on the field, you would not want the game to continue to go on. Maybe some of you do, but some people don't. Some people have never experienced someone had have CPR performed on them. Someone having to get their heart shack, uh, shocked back for them to gain a pulse in their heart to start beating. Some people have never witnessed that. Majority of those kids, I'm older than all of them, majority of those kids on those sidelines have never seen that. Guys, I'm 32 years old. There's not a lot of people 32 years or older on that sideline from players. Guys, someone almost died. Skip Bayless, let's call him what he is. He is a freaking Rudy Poo. He is a no-good, low-down scumbag. He really is. You know how you know how Skip Bayless became famous, by the way? Skip Bayless became famous because he, he put out a story saying that Troy Aikman was gay. Y'all do know that, right? Like, came out and said that he has some sugar in his honky-tonk was actually in the article. So, Pooh, do you know what sugar in your honky-tonk is? Me and you are from the Deep South. I've never heard somebody say sugar in your honky-tonk. Guys, this game, this game means nothing. This game means nothing. What I want to die, um, what I want to, you know, like what I want to go out there and die on my sword for football, that's how much I love it. I wouldn't want to leave my wife I w my very sexy wife, I would not want to leave my kids. M Megan, if you're listening, baby, I know you are. You're a dime that's top of the line, slim waist, cute face. I'm not going to say the rest because I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> it It's true. I pray for DeMar Hamlin, okay? Some of you need Jesus, some of you need Jesus. Some of you need more than Jesus. I don't know what else is more than Jesus. You need it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. You know, what's so crazy about the, the national media is that you, like, you try to put that on me or put that on anybody else that does this, podcasting shows. Guys, this show that we do is no different than what Skip Bayless and what Shannon Sharp does. Do they have a bigger studio? For now, it, it, it's on TV. Good luck. We're coming. That's what she said. But we're coming. Okay? You think they, they think they're the only people that can be on TV? We're coming. So, Skip Bayless tries to draw money and viewers. He's a loser. He's a loser. All right. Let's get to some LSU stuff. I, I stayed in the five minutes. How about that? 
for once in my life, I didn't go long-winded. All right, so Demario Tolan, who is the freshman LSU linebacker, went, entered his name into the portal, didn't play in the bowl game, kind of a head-scratcher. A lot of LSU fans asking why. <sighs> Look, I'm not going to really get into why necessarily. I think, you know, people have their reasons for transferring. Some on their own accord. I only went over about 20 seconds. Okay, thank you. Uh, he, he, you know, some people leave on their own accord. Some people, and I'm not saying that happened, this happened here at all. Some people get processed. I don't think he got processed or anything like that. I don't think that there's a situation where he did something where he was supposed to leave. Regardless, he's not here anymore. Which, look, Demario Tolan was probably going to be your other out, your other middle backer next year. He was going to be the guy probably next to uh, Greg Penn next year or or West Weeks or or whoever it would have been. Demario Tolan had been that guy. Brian Kelly had talked about Demario Tolan snipping on the heels of Micah Baskerville, the senior, and telling guys like Greg Penn, you better start playing better because here comes Demario Tolan. Guys, of all the guy, of all the players you've lost in the portal so far, Demario Tolan is is the biggest hit. It's not re- remotely close. It's going to be a starting guy in your middle. This LSU defense is going to be the biggest question mark all season. You really don't, outside of a couple of key pieces like Makai Wingo and Harold Perkins, if he rushes off the edge. You relatively somewhat get an idea of what you have in Mason Smith. You don't really know what you have up front. I thought Greg Penn from the Florida game on started playing very well. Guys, he was at times in the run game a tackling machine. He needs to get better in pass coverage but did really well. You know what you have in him, and he's going to get better. He, I think he can be the next really, really good LSU linebacker to be here and go somewhere you know, in the NFL, get drafted high. I think that that young man has that skill set. As linebackers, an extremely hard position in now and today's game to play. Who else is going to play that r- right next to him? I don't know if you move. Harold Perkins in the middle. Brian Kelly's talked about that. Did you know? Did you know? that Harold Perkins, when playing in the middle, had one of the worst PFF grades while playing middle linebacker versus rushing the passer and playing on the outside. It was night and day. He was in the he was in the 99 percentile at rushing the passer and playing on the edge than he was in the 12% percentile of playing inside and in the middle. It's a massive difference. Can he do it? Yes. Do they want him to do it? I wouldn't let him do that. Let him be the playmaker that he is and let him run and make plays and do what he does. Make him the Micah Parsons of your defense. Which leads me to this. And we'll talk about this all offseason, but we're going to talk about starting here and starting in here tonight. You get an idea what you have on the back end. But the, the defense is going to be the biggest question mark. Now, what's crazy about that is, from an LSU perspective, all offseason, what, what were we talking about? Oh, my God, Blake, the offense is the only thing that's a question mark. And really what happened? The offense is what kept you in a lot of things. You didn't have the depth defensively. You're starting to get it now. Now, you'll go out and look at a guy like Justin Rogers from from Kentucky. You will go and look at DBs from Ohio State that are leaving. And by God, if another kid from Ohio State, it's like basically we should just have a literal portal 
that goes out of Baton Rouge in New Orleans and goes into Ohio because either you're from this state or you play here, Joe Burrow, you go into a portal, you go down Louisiana, you go back in that bitch, you go all the way down to Cincinnati. And I mean, I've never been to Ohio, but I feel like I know the entire Ohio fan base. That's how much we flip flop here. They'll go after corners like that. Wink, hint, hint, wink, wink. Defense is going to be the biggest issue when you look at LSU next season. Look, I've talked about this and people don't agree with me. Your backs, what I call the back seven, your back five DBs, your two linebackers, your biggest question mark. It's not even remotely a question. Now, here's the thing. We talked about this religiously in the offseason last year. But you have the talent. We talked about that with the offense. I do, it is of my belief in a second year system of Matt House, this defense with the talent that they have might be able to do more things this upcoming season than they did this year. Why? Well, mainly because they have depth to do it, especially up front. Now, here's an interesting thought. Now, you want some sourcing for your ass? Here you go. Here's some sourcing for your ass. Do you know why LSU did not go more up-tempo at times? They did not have the depth defensively that if they got into a real traditional shootout, they cannot rotate guys in and out that have enough game experience and I don't want to say talent, but let's call it what it is, to where they could go out there and go shot for shot. You know when the games that they tried to do that? Tennessee comes to mind. Hmm. Florida State in the first half comes to mind. And defense stalled. Florida State goes 8 of 17 on third or 10 of 17 on third down. You can't get off the field. You get my drift. Defense will be the question mark. Is there a guy in a linebacker out there that you can go and get? If there is, sign me up. Got to go get him. Guys, the portal giveth, the portal taketh away. But I, I do hope when you go into the portal, you have a difference maker like they had in the Avengers when Doctor Strange went and got every freaking Avenger from God given any, any given planet. Like, I, I mean, everyone. Spider-Man. Come, let me not say Spider-Man too loud because my son's around here somewhere. And he'll go, Spider-Man. So let me not say that too loud. But you got to go in there to accomplish what you did. Guys, I'm going to make a very bold prediction. I think LSU is going to be a top top seven team to start the season. I don't think they cracked the top five. We have a guy that, you know, does this for a living. We'll ask Memphis Spence in three minutes. I think they're going to be number seven. Lucky number seven. It's where I would put them. That's scary when you think about that and you don't know what they have defensively. You're basing that off of what they're returning offensively. Can LSU win the West again? Yes. Do they have the... You know what's You know what's funny? People will ask me this, and I get in arguments with this all the time, especially this football season. You can have a situation where your team has a lot of the same players, but the vibe and what you're doing is completely different. Like Georgia. Georgia this year, in my opinion, is a more complete team. Look what they're doing offensively. 
last year offensively, guys, they could barely bust a grape. This year, Stetson Bennett's going out there, you know, like, he, I mean, he's he's the new chef. He's a new chef curry. I mean, that man's out there cooking up so many things in the fourth quarter. You should give him a sp- NIL deal with Chef Boy RD. Okay? Chef Boy RD should be the lead sponsor for Stetson Bennett. You know what's funny about that, too? You know, Pooh Bear, the arguments that are made all the time about Jaden Daniels ain't going to improve. He's got too many starts under his belt. He's too old. Well, shit, somebody better tell Stetson Bennett that. Somebody better tell Joe Burrow that. Somebody better tell Josh Allen that. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, this team's going to be scary. What can they do defensively? Let's get to a couple comments, though. Then we'll get to Memphis Spence. Um, Okay. Pooh Bear just... (laughs) Boom shakalaka as John Emery, the running back, announces that he's coming back um, to LSU. I don't know, though, (laughs) where he was going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the guy that made John Battle spin like a top, fly like a butterfly, and not sting like a bee, and the open field against Alabama is coming back. Rut row. Rut row. Guys, you might have – think about this. Think about this. He said it via Gordon McKernan post. Pooh, put that up. He said it on an NIL post. <laughs> you got to love it, man. You got to love it. John Emery's back again. I would love to know. Guys, they might return 19 starters. Whew. Whew. Y'all know that before I get to Memphis Spence, y'all know that 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 Little Wayne meme, it's like, ooh, ooh. That's what I'm doing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's getting serious up in here. All right. Let's get to Memphis, Spence. Let's talk about All right. Here we go. We'll do this. John Emery says, let's get it done for the 2023 season. I love it. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Horns down. <laughs> Roll Tide what? Say it in the comments. All right. So my good friend, Carol Foss, and our good friends over at State Farm, we return in 45 seconds. Memphis Spence next. Guys, you might know my good friend, Carol Foss, and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Foss has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. 
The man, the myth, the legend is back. Memphis Spence, what's happening, big dog? Hold on, first, 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 first off, first off, first off. New year, new you with the with the with the with the with the with the, with the hair. Uh, you know, I got a little, I got shit. Little something, little something, you know. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, buddy. What's happening? Happy New Year, man. I love it. I love it. What'd you do for New Year's? Um, getting kind of old, man. So I just chilled with the wife. Okay. Uh, listen to the neighbors try to blow up their house. So. <laughs> just, uh, you know, just, just relax, man. I, I'm old enough now that I enjoy relaxing. I don't have to hit the club. You know, I've had all my clubbing days. You know, I've done enough clubbing until I was 80. You know, I can just I can just relax at the house, you know, chill out. I'm good. Like Will Smith, chillax and chillaxing all cool and shooting some b-ball outside of school. You know, there was one time there was one time Memphis, a couple guys that came up to my hood, started making trouble. Got one little fight, my mama got scared. Anywho, hopefully they were from Memphis. No, let me tell you about a time I went to Memphis. So my in-laws live in Memphis. Okay. Cocked, locked, paws, and ready to shoot the whole barbecue joint down. Some sketchy dudes walked up in that thing, and I looked at everybody and said, listen, I'm too country to walk up in this bitch with more holes than I walked in here with. So I'm just going to let you know right now, I will pop a cap up in somebody's ass. And then they were like, all right, we out. I'm like, I, I, I'm glad they said that because I ain't have shit up on me. <laughs> Back then they did want me, now hot they all on me. So, oh, man. anyway, anyway, all right, Memphis. Let's talk about this. So, listen, we'll, I want to get you some LSU thoughts for with you at the end, but yeah. I do want to start off with this. Man, I was wrong with TCU. I, I, I did not believe that they could do it. They beat Michigan, but they're facing a new, another dog in this one. Puns intended. What's your thoughts? True. Look, I think we were both wrong on that one. TCU, I love Sonny Dykes, and I love the way he can game plan, and I just didn't think that he could put together a game plan with the personnel that he had to beat to beat that Michigan team. Because that may have been Harbaugh's best Michigan team. And that TCU team was the same TCU team that was losing to SMU when Sonny Dykes was coaching him a couple of years ago. It was basically the same team. And I was just like, he can't take the team that he was whooping, cross the street, go coach him, and then run to the play, to the championship game. He, he got as far as I thought he was going to get, and then there was one more. And Max Duggan, I, I, I got I to gotta change my tune on him. He showed me a little something that I, I was like, okay. Okay, he's he he has something that might be NFL worthy, honestly. And I didn't think that before the beginning of the season at all. Um, the three three five defense that they play, I didn't think that that could. I agree with what Michigan runs. I didn't think that that was going to stop it, and man. Me- I, and Memphis, they TCU lined up and punched them in the absolute mouth. For real. And I didn't I, – I, 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 I'm surprised, honestly, at the offensive line and defensive line play of TCU. Um, they are really punching well over their weight. I get it. You know, they got a couple of – they got a safety that just – he's a ball hawk. 
Um, but uh, their their D line and their offensive line are really handling business against lines that are 30, 40, 50 pounds heavier. Right. And exactly. And I that normally doesn't check out. You know what I'm saying? We saw what happened when a bigger line earlier in the season, you know, uh with with a terrible uh, you know, AM team went up against a smaller, agile, you know, Miami line. They just got just thrown around. I thought that that was going to happen in this game. It didn't. And I, I'm going back and looking at it again because it's it was really surprising, really surprising to me. And uh, Donovan Edwards still had over 100 yards, five, over five yards per carry. It was it was a weird game, but it, it, they. Dude's a pair. I mean, I, he's he's. NFL bound. Uh, the, the the cuts that he makes, especially one cut, he's gone. Shakes right. guys off. He's uh he's he's legit. I just didn't know that he was going to be able. I didn't know there were going to be holes. I knew he. If, I knew if there was a hole that Edwards would get through it, shake a guy off, make some big plays. I just didn't think that as as gap sound as as Michigan's been all year. That offensive line for TCU just start. I mean, they started sealing folks off. I was like, man, this is. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, Memphis. Michigan took it. I know you can't use transit properties. Like, like I get that. Okay, but this is what's holding me on this on this national championship game. Let's not act like Michigan didn't take it to Ohio State. They did. They did. Then Ohio State came out and in the first three quarters took it to Georgia. I know you can't do transitive properties. I get it. Georgia might go out there and wax that ass like they're the karate kids. But the bot the bottom line though is, man, are we just sleeping too much on Michigan or too much on TCU? Can they do it? Can yes. they do it? Can they win this upcoming oh, Monday? They can definitely win. Look, I'm not putting anything past Sonny Dykes now. I've been on Sonny Dykes for a while. I look it, when uh, a long time ago, when you know um, Chad Morris was coaching SMU, and Memphis would just go down there, eat a sandwich, you know, uh, <laughs> beat him, you know, eat a sandwich, beat him, and and then come home. I was like, man, this is great going down to you know SMU. We don't really have to practice, you know. He left and went to Arkansas, and I was like, I can't, I don't know who hired Chad Morris at Arkansas, but that was the worst hire that I've ever – I said that on air the day he was hired. I was like, that's the worst hire I've seen. Um, but then Sonny Dyke showed up, and I was like, uh-oh. Then a couple of couple of weeks in, I was like, man, we're going we're gonna to have some problems with him. And mm-hmm. we did. And it was addition by subtraction, really. They got That was one of the first times I've, I watched SMU get rid of a coach and get like five, four or five games better almost immediately and, uh, and it literally better. happened it they and went from a seven win team to what a 12 win team one year yeah immediately and mm-hmm. i was just like well this 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 these guys are good um and then they started being tcu and i was like "Ooh, that's not going to sit well in that dallas fort worth area i was just out there for the uh uh first responders bowl and there's there's still a lot of buzz sm i don't know why smu didn't pay that man I can't understand why they didn't pay that man. Yeah, because Methodists but, uh, have money. Yeah, they got money. It's, it's SMU, man. They were the ones shoveling cash 
into Camaros in the 70s and the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They, they, got, they got cash. That wasn't it. They they came out on the cheap end and let that man walk across the street over to TCU and now is in a championship game. And they are salty about that. Because um, what they what they replaced him with ain't, ain't him. Right. You know? Sonny Dykes is probably one of the best game planners doing this right now. Definitely top 10, probably top five, maybe top three. To be able to use the personnel that he has to beat a team like Michigan, I just, I, I still, I'm not sure if it was a Harbaugh faux pas where he just gets up and he's like, I'm going to roll the ball out there and win this. I don't know. But he sh- they shouldn't have been able to win that game. Well, Michi- well, well Michigan game. still scored 43 points, and technically they threw two yeah. pick sixes. I mean, everybody keeps getting on Harbaugh saying his offensive game plan was ass. The bullshit, yeah. it wasn't. Brother, they scored 43 points. Like, when you score 43 points, and again, I get two pick sixes. I- I'm with you. I understand mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. they still score 43. You should be able to win games. Now, I'm just I'm just letting that be known. Now let me ask you this: Did LSU expose Georgia's defensive secondary in that SEC championship game? And- oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's something that I'm sure Sonny Dykes is, has watched a few times already. I'm sure there's going to be some game plans to to expose that again. Um, that and the I would say the Missouri game; those are two games that you can watch and you're like, okay. I see where there are holes in this defense. The question is, are there going to are those same holes going to present themselves on championship day? Mm-hmm. You know, Memphis um, hot take: Did Tennessee expose them to, but just couldn't execute? Like I remember Jalen Hyatt running wide ass open, and Hendon Hooker just couldn't hit him. Well, yeah, there's that. Um, Hyatt, Hyatt, he's an excellent route runner. Um, but then I, I know that – and see, here's the thing about Kirby. Kirby Kirby learns from his mistakes really quickly, you know. You hit him in the mouth, you won't hit him again. You may hit him somewhere else, but you won't hit him in the mouth, you know. He'll, he'll, he'll dodge that, that punch the next time. Um, and he was one of the – early on, I was like, uh, uh, they're fooling around with that, that man again. You know, Hyatt's running wide open. Then he switched to his matchup zone, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He figured that out really quick what not to do mm-hmm. against this Tennessee team and then started doing some zone blitzing, which he knows how to do. He's one. Of, he's probably one of the best college coaches in doing that because you don't usually do that. That's a, and a that's more of an NFL style. Uh, you know, you have to really have legit safeties to be zone blitzing, and that's why you don't us- usually see it in college. But – He's one of the guys that has that in his arsenal. He can he can make he can disguise it, make it look like man. It ends up being zone, takes away some of those crossing patterns that a lot of teams like, uh, especially coming out of the shotgun. A lot of teams like those crossing patterns over the middle these days. And those zones, you know, if you don't, if you're not hitting it right, you know, right where it needs to be. Those are interceptions, especially for the the linebackers and the in the corners and safeties that. That Georgia has so he has these disguises and he's able to disguise his regular man defense with these zone blitzes which is something that mm, maybe two or three other coaches and in, in college football does and that's probably going to be enough to get Georgia over the hump because when the push comes to shove 
you're going to have to get to Max Duggan, and I think Georgia's going to be able to do it, whereas Michigan, I thought they were going to get home a little bit more than they did. Honestly. Yeah, that that is true. I I think I'm going to say something. Everybody is getting piling on Ryan Day right now, okay? Uh, let me yeah. just let me just say this. The yeah. guy that's playing for the back-to-back national titles, Kirby also had some people saying that he couldn't win the big one literally two seasons ago. Okay, now, so I just want to let everybody be cautious and just be careful when you say stuff like that because once – because, listen, it, Ryan Day, Kirby, these guys got to figure some stuff out. I got to be honest, Memphis. This is what turned the game for me. And I think okay. we ultimately won Georgia the game. This is what this is how Kirby has learned this situation where Ryan Day is getting there. The fake punt timeout. The fake punt timeout was the biggest, it was the biggest call in college football since Nick Saban came over the headset and told Brian Dayball, Kirby's gonna run a cover two, Devonta Smith's gonna be wide open. Okay. It, it since then there's not been a better call and a bigger call than that one. Mm-hmm. The timeout. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day's learning that. Okay, yeah. I, I really yeah. do believe that. I gotta That's give true. him. I gotta give him credit. That's with true. Marvin Harrison out, with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba out, with the Stover out, they still looked really good offensively. Excellent. He he's and, and a good coach, thing, dude. Right? He's a good coach. It was a, he's. Look, uh, Ohio State's going to overreact because they lost to Michigan, right? And that's what's going to happen. But we pretty much saw a solid – that game could have gone either way. Ohio State could have won that game. Georgia – actually, Ohio State probably should have won that game. Georgia ends up pulling it out. Um, And that was just – that's – you could sum it up as just coaching. You know, there are things that that Ryan Day – you're right, he's still learning – about those big pressure moments and making it easier for his defense. He, in those pressure moments, you know, you, you, your mind starts shutting down. You're more reactionary. He needed simpler defenses down the stretch to, to, to kind of limit what Georgia was going to do anyway. I mean, we the man started Jake. I mean, he started Jake from State from instead of Justin Fields. Yes, that's true. Okay, like uh, uh, Kirby Smart is zero and two against Ed Orgeron. Spare me that you think Ryan Day can't do it at the at this exact yeah. moment. So yeah, yeah. Okay, no, Ryan Day. Ryan Day will be fine. I think Ohio State fans need to just calm down. Uh, it it let him, especially. I mean, especially if Harbaugh decides to head off to the NFL. That that conference is. Uh, I looked at. I looked at what 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 USC was doing. All right, that was going to be my next question. So let me so stop right there. If Harbaugh does go, there is a guy in New Orleans they can go after, not named Sean Payton. You ready, Willie Fritz? Mm. Mm. Now you know what Willie Fritz just did. Now the game I want to talk about: mm. Tulane, the Green Wave, baby. They went over to Dallas and spanked that ass against USC, Memphis. Does Alex? I'm going to ask you a very. I don't usually ask you who should and shouldn't be fired. Should Alex Grinch be fired as a DC because he is horrible? 
He's hor Memphis. He's horrible. <laughs> All right. I'll I I usually don't. I, I when I when somebody asks me if somebody should be fired, I'm like, I, I can't make that decision on on behalf of the would fan you, base. Would you would you be shocked? Let me rephrase it. Would you be shocked if he was let go? No. Okay. If they if they decide to make a change here, one I would not be shocked. I at would all. back the Brinks truck up for Jim Leonard in a heartbeat. Easily. Boo! Here comes the Brinks truck. Now you got me thinking, Blake. Willie Fritz to Michigan. That's yeah. You know who his DC would be? You know who he's got a connection with? Who's that? Jim Leonard. Oh well, that's. <laughs> I might tell Harbaugh, get your ass out of here, you khaki wearing biot. That's what I tell. <laughs> Well, listen, I mean, if I can, you have to understand, these were the coaches that Memphis was up against. Willie Fritz, Sonny Dykes. I know these guys. I've seen, I've seen lots of them. Yeah, I played I, against, you know, I played against they're, they're, Willie Fritz. He was at Sam I Houston. Those dudes are really good game planners. Willie Fritz is, is more of a development guy. Correct. And I, I don't know if... Look, man. He, he can, can take, take a half a star and make a, him into something. He can. A middling three-star guy and get him to play at that level, you can do that with any type of talent. Um, so I, I I can't – I don't know – I don't know what USC is going to do. I, I'm not necessarily worried about them, but going into the – if they can't handle the Pac-12 with the slate of talent that they have right now, the Big Ten is going to eat them. Illinois is going to eat them. Michigan's going to eat them. Penn State's going to eat them. I mean, they're just if you're out there, you know, losing games to to Willie Fritz and Tulane, they can't beat Penn State right now. You know it, and I know it. No, they can't. They can't. They can't even beat Ohio State or Michigan. So they they can't beat Penn State. They're 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 entering in. USC will be entering into the Big Ten at either somewhere in between four and six. Once they get there. And that's not that they're leaving the Pac-12 and anything. They're, they're probably third in the Pac-12 right now. I mean, I think Oregon and Utah might be able to smack them again. Um, with, the, with, with the recruiting that Dan Lanning is doing up front, in two years, Lincoln's in trouble if he doesn't figure it out. Because you Memphis, I don't give two Rudy Poos that he's got a five-star plus wide receiver. If you can't get him the ball, it don't mean a Rudy Pooh. I I'm I'm trying to figure out if Lincoln Riley's ever gonna have a defense that we're gonna talk about. Never. Let me and not I say just, never. I, Let me not say never. You know, defense wins championships. You, I'll tell you that all day. Well, they can't um, make a stop. They can't get a stop to save their lives at all. Ever. And I just don't understand. Like this is this is this is terrible football. If you can't get a stop. Well, they couldn't get one in Oklahoma. Uh, so, LSU put up 63 against them in the in the playoff game. They can't make one against Oklahoma State to win the Big 12. They can't make one against Utah to, to go to the playoffs. And they can't make one against Tulane. At some point, you got to pull the Band-Aid off and say, you know, you're Memphis, do you ever watch wrestling like WWE? Remember, oh, yeah. remember Kurt Angle where they're like, you suck. You suck. That should be Alex Wrench's theme music. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 about right. Because I mean, if you can't you have to come up with you have to come up with these plays. You have to come up with these defensive plays in the fourth quarter when it counts. You have to have your guy first of all, you have to have your guys in the right place and then you have to rely on them to make plays. I don't I every time I look at Lincoln Riley and I'm like what are y'all doing? Like you're not playing. It almost is. It's almost as if they believe that the best defense they have is a good offense, and they're just going to try and outscore them. If we can't outscore them, well, oh well. Is it you know? Madden? Exactly. Is it Lincoln Madden? Riley is playing Madden. All right. Last one. I'll get you out of here. Appreciate you for your time. No doubt. LSU beats Purdue sixty-three to seven. You know I'm going to ask you about. Oh, I got two more. A lot. LSU just beat uh, Purdue 63-7. First 10-win season since 2019. Thoughts on LSU going in? Well, let me ask. Let me rephrase this because I know how you feel about LSU. We talk about them every time. Memphis, when you go into the preseason next year and you have a team that has the potential to bring back 19 to 20 stars and won 10 games the year before, what, what, do you, what does that historically mean for a team coming back? For a team like LSU, that usually means they're going to be ranked and ranked pretty much mid to high. Um, would seven be? What would you put them in the seven to ten range to start the season? No, but I would put them in the ten to fifteen range. Okay, okay. I would put them in the seven to, uh, 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 ten to fifteen. I think would be a fair place to start uh, LSU. They're going to really have to. They have a lot of talent returning. But the talent isn't where it usually is. And that's in the secondary. I, For whatever reason, I got to see. And, and the offensive line in the secondary were honestly the biggest disappointments to me this year. Hmm. And I really want to see how they fill that out moving forward. Because the SEC is becoming... There have been there are more high scoring games this year in the SEC than there's ever been. I agree. I um, agree with that. I agree with that. And I don't know if that's an evolution of the league itself. Um, I haven't seen Alabama give up this many points in forever. LSU give up this many points. I mean Tennessee. Maybe maybe it's just you know offensive coordinators gone wild and Tennessee's raising the bar. But hey, you, I mean, you know I, who's de- you know who's defense? Honest. You want to be you want me to be truthful? And we got to get yeah. to this one, this next. You know whose defense, when you weren't going toe-to-toe, like shot for shot, who actually played worth the shit was A&M's. Like, A&M. if, like if you really go and look when they when they were healthy, now they don't, you know, they have 77 kids in the portal, so it doesn't matter. But my point was is that they were just really the only team that if you just lined up on one play, that front seven, shit. They were the best. I'm not going to say that because you got Georgia, but I mean, even Georgia, you know, like there were really the only two that had like times where you're like, Oh shit, Memphis. They did it to Bama. They did it to LSU. They did. They did it to a lot of teams. Shit. They lost to Appalachian state. They did it at Appalachian state. There are a lot of there. Missouri had a nice little front four too. That's right. Blake Baker made some good stuff. I think they started calling them death row or whatnot, but they, uh, they, they, um, they had a nice little front four as well. They they need to fill out their their secondary, but they had a nice front four as well. I, the, the defenses in the SEC though have been kind of lackluster this year. And I, was, I agree. I um, especially, 
we know, and I, I come on here, I come on your show all the time, and I tell you that LSU does never has a talent problem. They always have the talent. The question is developing the talent and making sure the talent's in the right place. No, we've always had a coaching problem. <laughs> exactly. It's always coaching. Uh-huh. Those are the two things you're doing with coaching, right? Developing the talent and putting it in the right place. It's either your development or your schematics. It's never the actual talent that's at LSU. They don't. They don't have those types of problems. You have that. You have those problems that maybe 90, 95 of the FBF's programs. It's never a problem at, at LSU. You always have talent back there. The real question is, what are you doing? Are you building your defenses to maximize the talent that you have? Are these do are these do these guys know where they need to be? on every down um are you developing what you have you know are they working together there's there's a lot of things that we want to see in year two of brian kelly um but definitely in the secondary it was it was a little mm. i'm gonna tell you I this mean, i'm gonna tell you this name because you didn't look like dbu i'll say that i'm gonna give you this name and i want to get to my last question because it could be a long it might be a long it just depends on how we we go with it Zy Alexander from southeastern Louisiana was offered by Oklahoma, USC, Miami, Florida, Ohio State. Was a kid from my alma mater. I've been mentioning him on my show religiously over the last couple weeks. Kid can play. Was a two-time Southland Conference All-American. Was an uh, an FCS All-American. Kid's a baller. If him and Denver Harris can do something remotely what their potential is – See, Memphis, I agree with you. I think their defense is the biggest question mark. We'll just have to wait. We'll see. But that's not the biggest news of the day. The biggest news of the day is neck braces back in the SEC. Evil Knievel himself, the man who's got many blondes, maybe some more than Orgeron, is Bobby Petrino. I will tell you something. I'm gonna, I don't know if you're going to agree with me. People might not agree with me with this. Kind of a sneaky good hire for old old Jimbo. That man can coach some offense. Thank you. That man can coach some offense now. That man, for all his faults, he can coach some offense. Oh, he loves strippers, cocaine, and beer, but hey, man, he can coach offense. I mean, he might get in trouble year one, year two, but I'm telling you, he can coach some offense. Let's not pretend he can't. Um, Now, it'll be interesting to see. If what he was running, you know, back when he was at Arkansas is still legit today, what he's running back, you know, when he was at, uh, I think the last time I actually talked to him, to be honest with you, was when he was at Louisville. Um, But it'll be interesting to see if, you know, what he's running now and and how he's changed with the times. Well, Uh, watching him at Jacksonville State, it's the same principles, different formations. They're just out of gun. Okay. They're okay. just out of gun. Okay. You know, I mean, I hey, man, he took like Arkansas. The... He took Arkansas to the brink. Bro, he almost beat Arkansas. Like, let's not get this twisted. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I, and the listen. biggest thing for me, Memphis, the biggest thing for me is if Jimbo actually does this, if he gives up play calling, Now, they don't have enough players, in my opinion, but it does show that he was willing to give it up. He's got to. Jimbo, and you know what I was thinking? I think 
this is a last ditch effort for Jimbo, right? Like this has got to work. This has got to hit. Right, or he's he's gone. Yeah, I mean, right. Is, when he has to bring in somebody, well, and that's the thing about Jimbo because you have to bring in somebody who's credible enough that you can look your AD, look your your primary boosters in the eyes, and say, "I'm going to hand this over to him," and you know he he may have a better mind than me at at the offensive part of this game because Jimbo's tried a lot. And there's been a lot of failure in that A&M program, costly failure in that A&M program. And we didn't really think that that would be the situation this year. Saban was worried. You know, there were a lot of coaches at the beginning of the year, they were worried about that, that, that lineup over there at A&M because we know that there was talent over there. The, the, all the question was like, well, what do you – it's the same – Same. they have the, some of the same problems LSU has. What are you doing with your talent, and are they in the right places? It's a lot of coaching. So in order for – you can't hand the keys to an offense like that to somebody who nobody's going to trust. Bobby Petrino is a guy that people will trust with an offense because they've seen it before. They've seen it work in multiple places. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that was a pretty good hire. Um, like I said, if you're, if you're rolling the dice on Bobby Petrino – it's all or nothing. You're all in. You're all in. He know he's going to do something wild. You know there's going to be some rumors floating around. But the man can coach some offense. And if nothing else, the game planning and the development that he's done in the past should translate to to, to A and M. So that's that's a that that'll be an issue. That'll be an issue in the West. Well, I I I, I will admit. I think it's a sneaky good hire if it works because if Jimbo can get out of the way enough and they can get enough good players in there, I think they'll be fine. All right, Memphis, thank you so much, my friend. First time of the 2023 year. Uh, tell everybody yep. where they can catch all your content and everything that you're doing. Uh, Sports Radio America, you can catch me noon to 2 Eastern, Mondays and Thursdays live on the Sports Radio America Network. I come off vacation tomorrow. Blake's the only person that I actually – you know, hell yes. Like, oh. Blake's the only person I, you know, that I'm, that I'm doing stuff on vacation for. Um, uh, like, you. Hey, are you supposed to do something tonight? I was like, no, nah, I'm going on AYS. <laughs> she was like, All right. don't you put your marital situation on me, <laughs> man. Don't put it on me. I'm already in deep water. Like, you know why? Well, I'm already in deep water with enough women around this thing. Is <laughs> it? All right, all right, Memphis. Wait, wait, what were those bots? Uh, never mind. We'll, we'll talk about that later on. Those, those bots. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right, see you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, that's Memphis Spence. Always fantastic. Always, always fantastic. All right, let's end the show with this. Let me talk, though, about our good friends over at Wham Electric. Hey, oh, here it is. Our good friends over at Wham Electric, guys, your licensed electrical contractor. Get in touch with them today at 985-241-8059. That's 985-241-8059. Let them know that Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. I got to admit, last night, our power went out during the LSU-Kentucky game. And when the power went out, our generator kicked on. There is no bigger peace of mind to know that when you have a home generator, that things are going to go smoothly and run smoothly 
and that when you have children or what dogs, pets, whatever, things will be okay. Call Wham Electric today. Let them know Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right. I did not recap LSU basketball, but I do want to preview very quickly LSU baseball. Guys, on paper, they're the best team in America. That's just the bottom line. The absolute best team in America. What can Jay Johnson do in year two? Um, What can he do in year two? If he can come out and do some spectacular things, which I think that they're going to do, I think it's going to be something serious. I think that you have the best hitting lineup. Can you develop the pitching? Can your pitching get there to get you over the top? At the end of the day, you can hit as all, all you want to. You've got to have dudes on the mound that can get you over the top. Can Thatcher Hurd, Paul Skeens, and others, we'll name them all as the season goes on, can those guys get you over the top? I think Paul Skeens is a great dude. He's a great ball player. I think he's going to be one of the best players on your team from at the plate and on the mound. I'm really looking forward to baseball, and I know that you are as well. We'll talk much more on it uh, as the year or as it comes on. 43 days until that happens. Until then, so we'll call it and call it a night. But I did just want to say that as we were closing up. We'll see y'all soon. We'll see you tomorrow. Two shows tomorrow. Rafino and Joe Show. Go subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Rafino and Joe Show and AYS. We appreciate it. See you tomorrow. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.